Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include independent mortgage bank profits, my interview with Mark Walzer, president of Incenter Appraisal Management on desktop appraisals, and what poor new home sales says about the economy. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Matchbox. Matchbox is an operational consulting firm that was formed to utilize their diverse mortgage experience to consistently aid their clients, who they view as partners, in achieving operational excellence through the utilization of technology and capital market execution. Matchbox has been in business for 13 years, and the core of the team has been intact for over 10 years and has supported over 1,000 engagements. Matchbox has seen multiple cycles and has helped clients navigate the required changes and implement them. All of the company's practices, technology, capital markets, and education have members on the team with deep mortgage knowledge to assist clients during transition periods like we are currently experiencing. Independent mortgage banks, or IMBs, and mortgage subsidiaries of chartered banks reported making only $223 per loan in the first quarter of 2022. Why? The primary driver was cost with total loan production expenses ballooning to a new study high of $10,637 per loan, up more than $1,000 per loan from the fourth quarter of 2021 and more than $2,500 per loan from one year ago. The $223 per loan profit is down from a reported gain of $1,099 per loan in the fourth quarter of 2021. According to the Mortgage Bankers Association's newly released Quarterly Mortgage Bankers Performance Report, of particular interest to capital markets folks was the average pull-through rate, decreasing to 73% in the first quarter, down from 78% in the fourth quarter. That rate is the percentage of loan closings to overall applications. Net secondary marketing income decreased to 270 basis points in the first quarter, down from 275 basis points in the fourth quarter. And on a per-loan basis, net secondary marketing income increased to $8,429 per loan in the first quarter from $8,326 per loan in the fourth quarter. If you have questions about the stats, contact Marina Walsh, CMB, MBA's VP of Industry Analysis. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome onto the show Mark Walzer, President of Incenter Appraisal Management. Mark joined Incenter Appraisal Management in 2020 and is a 12-year industry veteran. His deep expertise across all areas of appraisal management, including technology and operations, appraiser network development, marketing and branding, client service, and business development. Mark combines a customer-centric approach to appraisal management with building an environment of respect and reciprocation for appraisers and is focused on making Incenter Appraisal Management a preferred AMC among lenders by instituting groundbreaking technology, 24-hour appraiser pay, and an unparalleled service organization. So for the uninitiated out there, can you explain what a desktop appraisal is? Traditionally, a desktop appraisal has been where an appraiser doesn't physically inspect the property. They would get just an address, right? And then they would pull up the public records, MLS info, anything they could find on that address. And then they would also do an analysis for comps because they have a geographic knowledge of the area and they would give you a valuation based on their opinion, based on not having inspected it, just assuming everything that they're seeing is right, property is in good condition. Otherwise, 
and then do a desktop appraisal based on that. That was typically not required, or I should say it was not really used for mortgage lending. Like you couldn't actually do a, a loan on that. It was really more used as a review tool or to maybe break a tie on an appraisal or do something like that. You know, with this new desktop appraisal is different because it is standing in the place of a full physical inspection. So it is a it is a physical value, um, sorry, it is a full appraisal product. And it is being used to underwrite a loan as the primary appraisal tool, appraisal product to underwrite that one. And then it has all those various requirements. Lenders cheered the desktop appraisal at MBA annual in 2021, but it seems like a lot of them haven't yet taken advantage of it. What's the difference about this desktop and uh, what's been their confusion around it? Yeah, I, mean, I think that's like a three-part answer there. First of all, lenders were confused about the specifics of the new desktop. Um, the requirement for that floor plan really put a kink in the rollout because many of them were expecting this to be like the COVID flexibility desktop we experienced during the pandemic, which it is not. So I think when that cheer went up and people were really excited about it, they were thinking it was a return of that that COVID flexibility and it really isn't. There's, uh, there is a difference and some significant differences, um, mainly uh, photos, you got to have front, rear, street, kitchen, bathrooms, main living area, any known deteriorations or updates for those photos. There has to be a location map. There has to be an exterior building sketch with wall dimensions and calculations demonstrating how the appraiser derived uh, the, the area totals, right, for GLA. And then the final thing, which really threw everybody off, was no physical inspections necessary by an appraiser. But you got to have a floor plan with room labels that show interior wall partitions, including doorways, ingresses, egresses, sta- stairs, right? The, essentially the functional layout of the home. And lenders ran into the difficulty that many real estate companies aren't providing this type of floor plan yet. And a lot of them are just really unaware of the available technology that allows them to deploy these solutions or how to generate a floor plan where none exists when they get an order like this. So I think the, the third thing has been that many AMCs just don't have access to the technology as well. And so they've rejected the orders um, there's been a myth going out there that appraisers won't do desktops, and most will, as long as there's a clear path from the lender and the AMC that exists for them. But I think what a lender hears no a lot, which they have been over the last couple of months since this rolled out, it kind of discourages them. What do lenders need to know and have implemented to leverage the desktop? So first and foremost is education. Lenders should edu- educate their staff, their LOs, and also importantly, their real estate partners on the eligibility for the desktop appraisal. Like for example, you know, when is when is there a good possibility of them getting it? Such as, you know, I have a borrower with a 90% LTB or better scenario. So that's going to potentially be eligible for a desktop. Help them understand when it's available and what they can do to provide all the right MLS photos, like the ones I mentioned before, access to the property for or virtual inspection if necessary, and to really just have the agents understand how to prepare that property for a successful desktop and be available for it. Um, also, they should bring in vendors that have the technology to deploy it and a capable appraiser network that can really take advantage of it. In other words, a vendor that can say yes to the desktop instead of saying no to the desktop, which a lot of vendors are hearing right now. How does your technology, Remote Val, allow lenders to easily fulfill that desktop appraisal? And what are you know, average turn times that you've been seeing for completion? Great question. Let me start uh, answering that backwards. First on the turn times, we've had very good success with it. We advertise five days or less in the desktop on virtually all assignments, regardless of the geography, thanks to the virtual inspection capability that we have. 
But averages have really been anywhere from three to five days consistently, and quite a few of those have been completed in as little as two days, in fact, with the rush. It's important to understand that about 80% of an appraisal is the appraiser's analysis and desk work to actually do that you know, evaluation for you. Remote Val just removes that 20% of the time that it takes to go driving to a property. So if a lender sets a consistent five-day or less expectation, um, that'll serve them well and we will often over-deliver. Then, you know, to your first question as to how we can help the lender and appraiser do that. So we have Remote Val, which is a remote virtual inspection. I like to think of it as a FaceTime on steroids with appraiser-specific tools that just allow them to have the conversation. They can remotely photograph property and they can verify everything, right, that they were either provided by the MLS data or they can just see it for themselves virtually and perform the verification live. No special devices are needed. We can just connect with the, the appraiser, right, with that person at the property. That's usually the agent. And they can do a quick virtual walkthrough with that person's cell phone. The second piece of that is the floor plan, right? So this is the one where a lot of people stumble. How do I get a floor plan if I don't have one? Well, for that, we actually generate it from start to finish using what's called 3D virtual scanning. So we or the appraiser can walk that property contact, which could be anyone from the real estate agent who's there at the property to the homeowner, for example, around their house, and just scan the, the entire home, the interior, using, uh, using our scanning tech through their own phone. It takes about three to four minutes a floor. Then we generate a floor plan out of that scan for the appraiser with measurements, with everything they need to complete the report and send it to them. So it really is a low impact process on the appraiser. It just takes about, I would say for the average home, somewhere between five to 10 minutes to walk around it and just be guided by the appraiser to do the scan. Sometimes if an appraiser is also relying on those MLS photos, there may be a missing photo, such as for example, the rear of the home that sometimes doesn't get make it into the MLS listing. That's where the appraiser can activate our, our remote photo feature and just take a quick time and location stamp photo through the phone and just finish up the assignment that way. Should lenders focus on greater speed or lower price when it comes to these desktops? What's your recommended approach? Yeah, I, I strongly recommend speed as the main target. So remember, these are appraisals, right? And this is what I encourage lenders to do. Think of them as full appraisals because they are. Appraisers are taking on risk doing them just like they would a full physical inspection. So the speed advantage is the main benefit, along with the fact that if another pandemic event or housing and refinance boom occurs in the future, this technology will be in place for them to continue keeping those appraisals flowing. So I like to say this time, especially now as we're entering a little bit of a challenging time in our industry, from a volume perspective, this is a great time to invest in it and, and for them to partner with companies like us that have technology and can help you now and also help you be ready to go for the future. Turning to interest rates, a jittery market was witnessed to a risk-off trade yesterday as investors seemed to lack confidence in the Fed, and the macro economy shows more signs of abrupt slowing. Goldman said the equity sell-off will only bottom when the Fed signals the end of tightening, and that may not happen until a recession is apparent. A disappointing report on new U.S. home sales did not help matters. New home sales fell 16.6% during April to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 591,000, a level typically seen in the 1970s and 1980s, and well below consensus estimates. The fourth straight monthly decline and the second consecutive double-digit drop put sales down 27% compared to a year ago. Sales for the prior three months were also revised lower, inviting concerns about the strength of the economy in an environment underscored by inflation and affordability pressures. Following an increase of over 200 basis points in mortgage rates since the end of last year, 
the housing market has certainly turned. An inventory of new homes rose to nine months at the current sales pace, which is the most since May 2010, and suggests an imminent slowdown in the rapid pace of house price appreciation. Previous reports on existing home sales, mortgage applications, and home builder confidence have all turned lower, but the new home sales figure is the sharpest indicator yet of a dour housing market. Prices remain firm, however, with the median price of a new home rising 19.6% over the past year to $450,600. Today's calendar is underway with MBA mortgage applications, which decrease 1.2%. Mortgage rates during the reporting period were narrowly changed despite the 15 basis points drop in the 10-year yield amid a volatile trade. We've also received April durable goods orders, up 0.4%, and excluding transportation, up 0.3%, both lower than expected. Later today brings a treasury auction of $48 billion five-year notes and newly sworn-in Vice Chair Brainerd delivering remarks ahead of the release of the all-important minutes from the May 3rd and 4th FOMC meeting. Yesterday, FOMC voter Esther George noted the central bank will probably hike to 2% by August and then will be guided by inflation. MBS investors will be keen to hear more on the Fed's thinking with regard to future MBS sales. Speaking of MBS investors, the New York Desk today will purchase up to $1.73 billion in 30 or 3.5% through 4.5% mortgage-backed securities. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better by an eighth and the 10-year yielding 2.71 after closing yesterday at 2.76%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Let's talk about the debt ceiling, which is currently between 28 and $29 trillion. Democrats don't understand the debt ceiling. Republicans don't understand the debt ceiling. Liberals don't understand the debt ceiling. And conservatives don't understand the debt ceiling. No one seems to understand the debt ceiling. So, allow me to explain. Let's say you come home from work and find there has been a sewer backup in your neighborhood. Your home has sewage all the way up to your ceilings. What do you think you should do? Raise the ceilings? Or pump out the stuff? Your choice is coming in November. Don't miss the opportunity. Thanks again to Matchbox, whose goal is to understand your business model, provide insight based on their experiences, and work right beside you to put the improved process in place. The Matchbox team is a collection of experienced mortgage bankers that roll up their sleeves and implement their suggestions alongside their clients to assist them in completing their projects on time and under budget, while educating them on how to avoid common pitfalls. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.